Hey, it's Kathy. I wanted to drop some bonus episodes this week and share a few pieces from the workshop that we're doing. It's been so much fun. The energy is incredible. And I'm doing some fun giveaways. So if you haven't already joined us yet and you want to jump into the party, it's not too late. You can register for free at kathyhower.com slash wealth. Here's a sneak peek from yesterday's call. Take a listen. Welcome back to day two. I love doing this. It's so much fun to get to be with you guys. Look at you carving out the time. That's awesome. How many of you love my sister's dancing? She texted me yesterday. She goes, I look like the church lady because we, we saw back a, <laughs> we saw back a video and it was so funny. I think this has to become our mascot where she just like dances like that because it's priceless. She's actually no joke, an amazing dancer. And when we were little, she would imitate Michael Jackson. She had this like jacket with the zippers. I didn't get that talent. It's not me, but I, I do love music and my children have to suffer through every day in the car. The music is at full blast and I'm literally in the car dancing because why wouldn't you just enjoy your life? I've never used my horn. I don't honk. I'm like, I'm in my own world. And that's what we discussed yesterday, right? We're all in our own worlds, actually, <laughs> depending on what's going on up here. Where's your focus? What are you thinking about? Let's start there. What thoughts did you decide to select today? The way you selected the clothes you're wearing you select your your thoughts for the day. You decide. You go first. You don't leave it up to chance. You don't allow the world to dictate how you feel because you're in control. You know, if you were to sit down with the Dalai Lama or somebody like that, somebody who's enlightened, this person would not say to you, oh, yeah, you know, just some days you just have one of those days. You got to go to the DMV and, oh, you know, it's just the energy. No, because enlightened people understand something that all people understand when we get quiet which is that we don't need to protect our energy. We project our energy. How do you like them apples? That's what you do. You have been designed to be able to go beyond. What did we talk about yesterday? The waves in your head, that level of the ocean, just the spinning thoughts, and you pull from within you, the real you. And when you do that, you're tapped in, you're turned on. And as you go through the world, you're just loving everything into life. You become so generous with your energy that you're a magnet. You become the essence of synchronicities. And so that's why when you guys come to me and you say, yeah, Kath, I'd like to spend five days with you and learn how to be the wealthy woman that I was meant to be. I'm like, we've got that covered. And it's not just like fun words that I'm throwing around. This is the truth. This is the truth. And this is what I'm going to teach you how to become your own Jedi because your thoughts turn to things because thoughts turn to feelings. They turn to vibration. The world is vibrational. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. This week, by the way, builds on itself. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the laws of receptivity, the laws of manifestation, the way that I learned them living in Jerusalem. It is a, t- a different take on manifesting, but it's one that has worked for me. It served me really well. It's allowed me to build a beautiful life that is very philanthropic, where I also get to do lots of really amazing things with friends, with people, with money. There's so much abundance in my life, thank God. And I'm going to show you the way that I did that, where you can stay true to your deepest integrity. And I think you're going to enjoy it. So stick with me as we go through these days. But today we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about how to allow more of that into your life. You can't have more of something that you have a horrible relationship with. Write that down. You cannot. (laughs) So we have to understand, we have to investigate what the hell is going on with that. Because the truth is that we wind up having 
what we have the courage to have. Okay. And so often we have put so many subconscious, unconscious blocks up against things in our life. And that's why we don't have them in our life. And so we need to peel back the layers and understand it because if everything is made of vibration, you know, an atom, an atom is 99% energy. It's just vibration. That's all that's in there. And less than 1% of an atom is a particle. And that particle, they say, moves so quickly that it almost itself is more like energy than matter. So the world itself is made of a vibe. That's why when you open up and you unleash and you understand how to, whether it's through Kudalini yoga or it's through meditation or it's through dance, you understand how to change the imprint you make with your energy. You understand how to become a force that just magnetizes so much more of it to you. It's the same thing in an orchestra. The instruments, they tune to one another. And so do we. So do we. And so we are going to learn what is going on actually, right? And what is our relationship with who we are? What's our relationship with the world? What's our relationship with money? And how can we move the chess pieces through frequency alone? And then what are some of the tactical things that we can do as well? And we're going to move through all of that this week. So first of all, what did you learn? Why might you feel brand new since we met yesterday? What did you learn yesterday that changes the way you think about yourself? What did you learn yesterday through that meditation, through our conversation about the ocean within, through the conversation about the mind and who we actually are and where we actually are versus where we live a lot, which is in the mind, which is this spinning reactive, frenetic aspect of self. That's not really you. So we see here that you can choose your mindset, that you can choose your thoughts, that it's all in the belief. Yeah, but what we also learned, yes, that you're worthy because a soul is worthy. It doesn't have to earn its worth. The moment you were conceived, before they gave you the name, before you came out, who were you? Just this goodness, pure potential, pure kindness, right? Deepak Chopra told me that he was on a bus and there was a baby And he said, this baby locked eyes with him and everybody on the bus looked so grumpy. And this baby was lit up, making eye contact. And he said, ah, like who we are in the truth. Before you say, I am Kathy Heller, and it comes with the story in your head about what you're good at, what you're not good at, how tall you are, blah, blah, blah. The I am, the pureness of the I am, we all are in. Truly, when we connect to that, We have this deep, deep, deep understanding that we have the most amazing capacity for the most impressive things in this world. And what is that? The most impressive thing in the world is love. It's empathy. It's compassion. It's passion. It's creativity. All of that exists deep inside who you are. It's there in spades. And when you connect to that, you realize the power The most powerful place comes from the highest consciousness where you're not proving, you're not trying to defend yourself, you're not trying to resist things. You're just in this beautiful flow. And it's about getting into that flow state. It's about connecting to the deepest part of you. That's where all your power lies. And really, that's about generosity and making space, not only to give, because a lot of people come to me and they don't feel qualified. (laughs) It's all this imposter syndrome. But I'm telling you, We have within us the most powerful gift to give anyone, which is love, which is a high vibe, which is the space to connect ourselves to source, connect ourselves to that divine. And then we just become a conduit for the most gorgeous, beautiful gifts that we can give. So we're going to keep unpacking that. So that was yesterday. It's a little review. Now, today we're going to talk about money. So please get out a piece of paper and a pen. And I want to begin with 
having you write something down. And I want to just start here by having you see how this feels. Okay. So you're going to write down, I want to be healthy AF. Just stay with me. I want to be healthy AF. I want to be the healthiest version of myself. How does that feel when you say that? Does that feel like, yes, like I want to be healthy. All of a sudden you have images maybe of you eating better, taking better care of yourself, doing a cold plunge, going to the gym, spending time with people who inspire your mind, right? Feels empowering, motivating. Yeah, feels good, right? Okay, take your pen out again and now write down, I want to be wealthy AF. How does that feel? Some of you are saying it feels amazing. And some of you are saying it feels empowering. And some of you are saying it feels scary or you feel guilty. So that's, that's, I think, really honest because I've done this exercise with thousands of people. And that's true. There's a little mixture. It doesn't feel as exciting. Now, tell me this. Would you post on social media a post about how you're in a season where you want to be the healthiest version of you? And would you claim the healthy AF version of you online? If you would know that that would be something that would your health would inspire other people to be in their health. Yes. Now, would you claim, I want to be wealthy AF. I want to be so wealthy. I want to be the wealthiest version of me. Would you claim that? Would you put that out there? If you're being honest, does it feel the exact same? Does it feel as easy to post that? I don't think it does because we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned. And so I want to help you to reframe that. You know, it's interesting when you look at the health and the wealth because it comes from a scarcity mindset and it comes from an indoctrination that is so subconscious and so subliminal, but so everywhere. We're going to talk about it. But Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks said, and I think this is so interesting, she goes, the reason you're okay with saying, I don't want to have a headache and I want to be healthy and I want to feel good is because you don't believe that you feeling good would rob someone else of feeling good. Like you're not thinking, well, there's only enough health. So if I felt good, somebody else wouldn't because you feel like there's an abundance of the possibility for people to feel good, healthy. When it comes to money, we've been bought into a world in our head where if you have, someone has less. But if I plant a cherry tree and I have more cherries, that just gives birth to more cherry trees. Deepak Chopra said to me, Kathy, every acorn is the promise of thousands of forests, right? If I fix up my house, If I paint it, if I make it better, I just improve the value. My neighbor's house just went up in value because my house is better. If I put a a shop on Main Street, it just betters Main Street. Somebody else can now have a shop, right? So I want you to really start to look at this. So let's go deep. And you might start to feel some resistance come up because the part of your brain that is so bought into this is gonna argue for its limitations. And I will tell you, You can have everything you want as long as you are willing to give up all the ideas that tell you you can't have them. And what I see a lot is I'm sitting here and I'm arguing for the possibility for people and they argue for how it's not possible. And I'm like, wow, every person I've ever interviewed, 850 people, what do we do? We argue for possibility, right? JFK said, we're going to put a man on the moon. He didn't even know in that moment that we had the technology to do it, but it's called a moonshot. We find that the most successful people have grit. And when you look into what grit is, it's resilience. But the only thing they can find that correlates to grit is one quality. It's not IQ. 
It's not bank account. The, the most successful people are the grittiest. And what creates grit? Optimism. The capacity to see further than everyone else can see. How can you possibly go to work every day looking for a cure for cancer if you tell yourself it's not here? No. What do they tell themselves? I'm closer. It is here. We've got this. We have to be able to see what actually is. And we live in such an abundant world where there is so much that we can plug into. We can pull in so much into our ecosystem because it was designed that way. So I want you to look at this. When you just start to be conscious of some of the unconscious programming, if I were to say, take out your pen and paper, what did you grow up learning about money? Is money the root of all evil? Is money disgusting? Is money a sacrifice? Is money hard-earned? What the heck actually is it that you were taught about money? Tell me. It's hard to get. You have to sacrifice. It's evil. I mean, this is it. And I can tell you, the people in my life personally, just like I told you about the internet, people go, the internet's disgusting. And look at you guys. You guys are delicious. The people in my life who have money are the kindest, most humble, most refined, most philanthropic. You will see what you choose to see. But all of it is there. So I want you to understand a couple things. The quote that has been passed around that is actually misquoted is people say money is the root of all evil. Okay. But the verse actually isn't money is the root of all evil. What is the actual verse that people talk about and pass around? I'm not even giving it legitimacy. I'm just saying this is the verse. The actual verse is the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it. Do I walk around saying, I love Wi-Fi. I love gasoline. What resource do I walk around talking about loving? That's weird. Why would I love a resource like that? I love Wi-Fi. I love it so much. I want to put a bumper sticker on my car. I love oil. I love oxygen. No, but Wi-Fi is great. It allows me to do good things. It allows me to talk to you. People can also use it for bad. They can look up terrible things. They can use it to post negative things. Water is amazing. Too much water, you can have a flood. But you don't walk around saying, I love water, but water is amazing. It's an amazing tool. Fire is amazing. Money is amazing. But I don't love it. I don't love the money. I love the tool. It's an incredible tool. People who love the money will never be happy because money has nothing in it for you. It's what you can do with it. They did a study on happiness at Harvard. They took people for a week and said, we want to see if we can make you happier. Tell me what you think would create that. And people said, more money, more sleep, more this, more that. And so they gave people the conditions in which they thought they'd be happier. They gave them money. They gave them better sleep. They gave them better food. Guess what? At the end of the week, they did their blood test. They did a psychological evaluation. They weren't any happier with the things that they thought would make them happy. So they said, come back a second week. We're going to try something different. And instead, what they did was... They gave to other people the things that they thought would make them happy. They created better things for their wives and children. They took money and gave it away to strangers. And guess what? They were happier. Okay, so what do we understand about the species that we are? We love to be in flow. We love to have enough of a full cup that we are thriving. We are living into our potential. And when we do that, what do we want to do? Share it. When you have the best ice cream cone in the world, what do you say? You have to go to this place. When you see the best movie, what do you say to your friend? You have to see that. I'm going to pay for you to go. 
That's humans. That's what actually makes people happier. It's the feeling of being in connection to our alignment. And then from that place, what do we want to do? Give it away. That's what we want to do. We want to be in that flow. But we can't do that from a place where we're resentful because we're depleted because we're not feeling worthy. So we're not full. And therefore, we have nothing to give. No, 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 no. It starts with you are full from a place of connection and wholeness to you, to the real root of you. And then it just feels so good because you just have this endless amount to just receive and give and receive and give. And you become a lightning rod for that. So one of the things I learned in Jerusalem, my rabbi taught me, is what the Talmud says about money. And the Talmud says the following. Money is akin to rain falling in a garden. And let's explain what that means. The Talmud says that if you have a, a garden and there are weeds over here and there are roses over here, if the rain falls on the weeds, what happens? Weeds grow from rain. If the rain falls on roses, what happens? The roses grow. So the money is like the rain. What does that mean? Money is a neutral tool, but it energizes whatever is inherently there. So here's what I'm here to say. If somebody is in integrity and they have more resources, they do more good with it. If somebody is out of integrity and they have more resources, they'll use it for bad. That's it. That's as simple as it is. And let's talk about it. If I asked you to think of examples in the whole world of 10 people who you could come bring to mind who've done horrible things with money, people who have money who are not nice, I'm sure you can think of examples of people who have lots of money who are not good. Now, if I said I want you to think about this world and can you think of people in the world who have no money who are not good, people with no money and not good. I'm sure you can think of it, right? We have jail cells filled with both kinds of people, okay? What about, can you think of people who have no money, who are really kind and generous? You can, right? There's tons of people who you could think about who didn't have a lot of money and they were so good and so generous. And now, can you think about people in this world who have tons of money, who are so generous? and so kind. Every time you go to a hospital, there's like 40 names on the building. Every time you go to a nonprofit, there's names on those buildings. Every time you go to a theater, there's names on those buildings. Think about women in this world who make a difference for other women. Tori Birch helping other women start businesses. Kendra Scott building a billion dollar business and giving 50 million a year to women to start businesses. There's an endless list. And Mother Teresa herself, by the way, said, it takes a checkbook to change the world. And so she herself raised millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars because she understands the power of such an amazing resource. And I meet thousands of women a year who are really, really sweet, who feel really kind of small. And as sweet as they are, they're also powerful. They haven't tapped into understanding you were born to receive as much as possible so you can be a custodian for that good. And you thriving in and of itself creates a ripple in the field. So just you thriving, you eating well, you feeling strong, you feeling like you're enjoying your life and you have plenty is the first step. And that is a good thing. The more that we allow this into our life, when we are in integrity, we can do the most beautiful things. 
When I started my business, I was able to hire more people. I'm able to have the time to spend more time focusing on doing the thing that lights me up most. And now it's not just in my zone of excellence. It becomes a zone of genius. When I interviewed Gretchen Rubin, who has a book called The Happiness Project, she has a podcast on happiness. I said, does money make people happier? She said, well, it has the potential to give people freedom of time. And that does make people happier. Okay. So for us to have this unconscious belief about money, does it serve us? Do you think that you are not affected if you walk around thinking that money would make you bad? Do you think that you're not affected if you think that money is actually a disgusting thing? Why would you allow that into your life? We have an unconscious set point. Gay Hendricks has been on my show a couple of times. He wrote a book called The Big Leap. We have a set point based on what we think and believe. And we won't go beyond that no matter what. So we need to change fundamentally how we see what this is. So yesterday, one of our amazing community members, Cece, she put in the uh, chat, she put an affirmation, which I love. And she said, I will no longer sabotage my relationship with money. I want you to write that down. Write that down now. And then I want you to write down two more affirmations. Women with money is a good thing. And I want you to write down, I am open to becoming wealthy. I am open to becoming wealthy. And one more, I am worthy of financial abundance. Okay, so we just said three affirmations. Number one, I will no longer sabotage my relationship with money. We said four things, actually. Women with money is a good thing. I am open to becoming wealthy and I am worthy of financial abundance. What you start to realize, the more that I will work with you on connecting to what's really fundamentally who you are, is it's all a story. And we actually only as human beings have two modes of operating. We're either in resistance, which is fear, And that's where a lot of judgment comes in and we start to shrink and we start to see the world in a way where there's a lot of cynicism or we're receptive. And when we're receptive, it's all neutral. It's all a gift. And we are here to take in as much good as we can and to know that as we take that in, we become a vessel to give that back out. So we're either resistant or we're receptive. That's it. And so our job every day is to move into that place where we're receptive. We're in the receptive mode. We're in the place where we come from the part of us that really is who we are. And that part of us doesn't have all these stories, right? When we meditate, we rewire the neural pathways in our mind so that we can literally, in the brain, we can watch it on brain scan. The thoughts kind of look like trees with different leaves and different branches. And as we meditate, we kind of prune away the branches that keep us stuck. And we want to create a clear, open vessel to allow an abundance of love, an abundance of every resource that we could then turn into more good in this world. So you came here because you know on some level that you are living in a way where you're 
not fully thriving. And there's a part of you that knows that you carry some kind of resistance or shame or block to receiving, to allowing yourself to thrive. And you're ready to thrive, right? I'm sure we could each think of an example of a woman who is that. I think of Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. I think of someone who's thriving and adorable and has amazing energy and uses, you know, she sold Hello Sunshine, her production company. Does anyone know how much she sold it for? She sold it for $1 billion with a B. And what I say when I see that is, you go, girl. That is amazing. I interviewed Priyanka Chopra and she and I were talking about this. And she said, because there's been thousands of years of a patriarchy, we think it's okay for men to go out there and make as much money as possible. In fact, that we're like conditioned to think that that's helpful, right? But we think when we see other women on their way up, there's this unconscious feeling of who does she think she is? Why is she doing that? There's only so much. And does that make her something other than amazing, right? If a man is wealthy, people are like, great, good for you. If a woman is wealthy, it's like, oh, why are those your priorities? Why did you buy that bag? Why are you? It's like, that's disgusting. And so Priyanka said, when we see other women who are allowing themselves to thrive, we should say thank you for paving that path. So we need to create more of those models for our children. And there is a gift inherent in women where we actually were born with this capacity to receive And we should be receiving in every way. There should be no shame in receiving monetarily, sexually, in your life to have boundaries, to to feel like there's reciprocity in all your relationships. It doesn't serve anyone for us to be depleted and exhausted and resentful. We can't be who we came here to be. So we don't recognize how much energy we are holding as a block to receiving. Everything is about energy. You can feel Malcolm Gladwell and I talked about this in his book, Blink. When someone walks in a room in four seconds, we can feel where their energy is. Are they open? Are they creating a space? Are they receptive or are they in resistance? And the more we create this alignment, we're already there. We don't have to wait for something good to happen We can feel that good when we plug in to the energy that's within and all around us. And when we do that, we start to create so much abundance in so many ways in our life. We don't realize our energy is the skeleton key to everything. Unlocks or closes the door. We don't realize that our energy literally imprints in the field. When I was at UCLA, we could see pictures of people's energy and how it moves in the field and how it blocks or it actually becomes a magnet for more. So much of the work is in creating the capacity to receive and rewiring your nervous system so that it knows it's safe to allow more abundance. And when you come from the part of you in the mind You're just fighting against yourself. When you come from the part of you that is really who you are, you won't believe how it starts to shift your life. 
And tomorrow I'm going to teach you about manifestation. I want to teach you what it means to manifest and to start literally turning thoughts into things. And you will start to understand how powerful you actually are. You know, when I started a podcast, people said to me, how did your podcast turn into millions and millions of dollars a year? What microphone do you use? What software do you use? And I would say, it's not the microphone. It's not the software. It's the energy. Somebody else could start a YouTube channel. Some people can start sending out emails. Sometimes none of it works because it's what's coming through. We can feel it. Intention creates effect. Same thing with anything, any idea, any relationship. Someone could have dated the best guy and it didn't work. And then somebody else dates that guy and it's the easiest thing in the world. There is a way in which we need to understand that our offer, our gifting, the only thing we actually work with every day is our open heart or our closed heart. All of it is within us. And we need to walk ourselves home to where all the beauty, all the power. And then it just, you start to realize life was actually built in a way where you you hold the keys to make it super simple, but we're so married to the idea that it's hard that we hold ourselves apart from how simple it actually is. Your energy, you being connected and aligned, you won't believe the downloads you get. You won't believe the way you're moving in the world changes the world when you are coming from alignment. Everything you do will be equal to thousands of days of doing the wrong things when you're not in alignment. I'm going to show you how to do this. And you're going to start to keep walking back home to the power within. And you won't believe how much time you spent thinking that all the answers are outside of you. And it's really in the charge that you bring. You charge other people when you're charged. Every person that I have interviewed, that I've met in my life that's successful, their energy itself, what do people say to them? You have amazing energy. And you know, next thing that happens, they get this opportunity. This thing opens up. The doors are just open. It is unbelievable. There is a river. There's a flow. And when, we're, when we stop resisting it, we just allow to be a part of it. It just takes care of itself. And you will be led to the most amazing people, the most amazing places. The most, it is incredible. And tomorrow I'm going to teach you how I learn what real manifestation is and what that means. So I will just tell you there were a few giveaways posted before we even started yesterday. And one was for subscribing to my podcast. And one was for following me on Instagram. And yesterday I said, if you go ahead and you fill out the engagement post, we are going to gift you with something. So there are tons of giveaways. So first of all, three of you were given a $200 gift card to Bloomingdale's. The meditation speakers were another giveaway for those of you who answered another engagement post in Facebook. We, we chose three of you. Congratulations to all of you. And we're going to do another one today. So you will see another opportunity for giveaway today. And we're bringing back the other two giveaways. So there's three opportunities for giveaways you'll see in the Facebook. One is to answer the engagement post, which will be posted today after day two. One will be about going and subscribing to my podcast, which is free. And I think it's a great resource that you guys will all love. I can guarantee you, you'll get something out of that podcast. And the third one is following me on Instagram where we post daily clips from the podcast. So 
go do those things. You'll find all of those in the Facebook group. I will tell you this, though. There's one caveat. If your name is chosen, but you're not here live, we will reward instead of somebody who did enter, but who was here live. We want to reward you for showing up for yourself. The Kendra Scott giveaway, the winner was Brenda Love. The iMac winner was Jessica DePriest. The Beats Headphones winner was Danae Garrett. We would love you to share in your social media something that you got out of today. You could take a screenshot right now and you can post in social media. Just tag me and you will see that we will choose three of you to enter an awesome giveaway. And we will be telling you tomorrow who wins that. And all the prizes are delicious. You'll be winning a $200 Bloomingdale's gift card just for sharing. We want these ideas to spread. And when you post things that you learn, you learn them more. So it's good to claim and to learn it. I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow is one of my favorite days of the whole launch because we teach you how to manifest. And I know that that's something that I get asked about all the time and it's super fun. So if you feel like you're getting something out of this and you want your friends to come, they can still join us at kathyheller.com slash wealth. They can still come and join it. I hope that today is helpful to you. And one thing that you're going to see in our engagement post on Facebook is for you to think about three things that you would spend money on if you were allowing more abundance in your life. And I want to make note, that should be a mixture of things that include things that would just make you feel really good, right? Remember, we got to let go of the shame of who would I be if I actually had. It's like, no, you become then a source, a possibility. You become possibility for other women to see that good people deserve to thrive like those redwood trees that have as much water as possible, not just enough, but as much as possible in order for you to be a custodian, right? You wouldn't want to see that somebody who you look up to doesn't take care of themselves. You want to feel abundant. And so we want to keep rewiring because we have uncovered today, there's a tremendous amount of shame and guilt in who am I to have that? And what does it mean about me if I have abundance? As long as we keep firing those thoughts, That means that we're putting that into ourselves seriously, which creates a force field against that abundance. And that doesn't serve anybody. If you don't have a full checkbook, how can you underwrite things? You can't. If you don't have a full cup of water, you can't share the water. We want you as abundant as possible because I believe that that money in the right hands, right? Not only do you thrive, but you'll just keep creating and there's so much, there's an endless amount. So we're going to keep resetting this. I hope that you are starting to feel that worthy woman within, starting to lead, starting to get your attention. There's so much we're going to do over the next few days. Tomorrow, we'll talk about manifestation. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Thank you for today. Thanks for your participation. And I'll see you tomorrow.